who is Jesus? Religion can be complicated and I'm still learning. How about who is Cain? <laughs> who is Cain? Let's, let's try that one. Who is Cain? Oh, it changed it to Cain with a K. Professional wrestler. All right, you put him back there. All right, so he wrestled his brother, uh, wrestled the air right yeah, out of him. Not totally wrong. Siri, who is Jesus? Welcome to episode 78 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint of fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com, and you can listen anytime wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Pub Theology Live is brought to you by our official sponsors. Our newest sponsor is New Thought Channel, available on Roku, Google Play, and YouTube, where you can watch weekly lessons from inspirational speakers, to which he wants um, his very own special plug, like Ogan Holder. Yeah, baby. Guy. I'm on Learn there. from seminars, hear popular audio shows, and much more. If you'd like to not just listen, but watch Pub Theology Live, catch us on New Thought Channel a gathering place for the spiritually open-minded. And and just a short humble brag when they started, I, I was one of the first on there. One of their first, one of their first, first humble brag. Anyways, uh, and our wine sponsor, Wink Wine Club. Wink, there we go. Uh, so the video viewers, Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. In fact, my Wink shipment came today. But an hour ago, heard oh. this fabulous, uh, well, I, I'm assuming it's fabulous. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm still on my alcohol hiatus. But Rogue Admiral's Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon. How do you say that? It's a cab. It's a cab. It's a cab, cab. It's a cab. Cabernet cab Sauvignon. What Brian said. From Australia. And I mean, when I think Australian wines, I think Shiraz's. I think a whole lot of other stuff. So I'm excited to... Uh, return and try this cab from Australia. You can have them delivered to your door like me. Get started at trywink.com slash ptlive for $20 off your first order. Other savings are available. And even better, if you just want to try three free bottles, it's on us. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830 if you don't have letters on your phone. Shoot us an email at info at pubtheology.com. You can send questions, call in with comments, uh, agreeing with us, disagreeing with us, whatever works for you. Um, and I'll set it up so that you can get three free bottles from Wink. Just pay tax and shipping, and we'll select one winner every month. You can also join our conversation on Twitter or Facebook using hashtag PTLive. And today we discuss technology. Can it save us? How does technology augment or create new opportunities for spiritual growth or connection with the divine? And how might it potentially disrupt the pursuit of depth and connection? And if there's time, can one ignore the teachings and ethics of Jesus and still be a Christian? At least one prominent evangelical thinks so. We discuss. What do you mean if there's time? Like, we should be starting with that one. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, what, yeah, the show is an open book, so it is yet to be written, and we will see what happens. Uh, as you can already hear, we are joined by uh, Reverend Ogan Holder and Shannon Meacham. Welcome both. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I am Reverend Ogan Holder, author of Rants Revelations, Minister of Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, in join a very cold slightly snowy new england winter and bracing myself for the super bowl mania that is taking over this area because you know patriots and all um by the way quick side note there was there was an unofficial scientific research done by this website they were just trying to see from twitter how many states were supporting the respective teams 
uh, that are going to play in the Super Bowl and did this by, you know, uh, pulling up hashtags like, you know, go Pats or go Eagles, that kind of stuff. Um, there were exactly four states that were rooted for the Patriots. Four mm. states. You want to hazard a guess as to what those four states are? Go, Brian. Well, we know uh, Massachusetts. We're going to guess um, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, Maine. Maine. And you'll never get Vermont. Nope, not Vermont. Michigan. Nope. Ah, I'm let down. You want to throw in a guess there, Shannon? It's uh, so weird. What's I'm, the guess, I'm Shannon? trying to think of like who the Eagles' biggest rival is. Like, oh, there you go. It, all right, like, I'll, I'll save us all the time. It was North Dakota. What? Yeah, those people. <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, but it's like. By the way, know. my my father's family is from North Dakota, so I can say this with all love and genuine. Those people are really weird. <laughs> and they are my people. They're, they're, but they are, they are odd. They're odd yeah. ducks. But apparently nobody really loves the Patriots. But anyways, and I'm drinking. I'm still on my alcohol hiatus and in preparation for my visit to Barbados um, in another week or so. I'm drinking um, Vita Coco Coconut Water. They're not a sponsor. Maybe they'll become one. Coconut Water. Pure, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hydrated and full of nutrients. Coconut Water. By the way, other side note. I'm just side noting all over the place. <laughs> since the alcohol hiatus and actually walking down 12 pounds since the first. Wow. Ooh. Good for you. 12 LBs. I'm putting 15 on when I go to Barbados. So, you know, less than zero some gain. Hey, it's all right. It's all good. All right. I'll shut up now. I am uh, the Reverend Shannon Meacham in Baltimore, Maryland, where I'm a PCUSA pastor and blog at pulpit shenanigans.com and um also at rev gal blog pals um clergy coaching and consulting because again i totally just hate free time it's the worst um <laughs> other than that i you know binge watch a lot of tv with my husband and children <laughs> co-host a great podcast i co-host an amazing podcast and yeah. have a great time doing it great life is really fun it's very full, but very fun. <laughs> I am drinking um, in honor of the bit of snow that we got because Ogan and I are in the same little system. Um, New Belgians accumulation. Nice. Although we didn't have really any. I just decided that I should, the little snow camper, you know, or yeah. the airstreams. Those are cool. Oh, sweet. Um, having lived in the DC metro area, I know that even just like, you know, an inch of snow and the city goes crazy. Schools are closing down. Like you'd think after all this time, they'd learn how to handle some snow, but, but they so we had a two hour delay. It was still snowing when the kids went to school at 1030, but they did go to school. So it wasn't a full shutdown today, but I'm betting in Michigan and where I am here in new England, it's oh, like no. you know, three inches and snow still coming down when kids are at the bus stop. So, Absolutely. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, exactly. you got it. Well, uh, my name is uh, Reverend Brian Burkoff. Uh, I am pastor of Holland UCC in Holland, Michigan, author of the book Pub Theology, Beer Conversation, and God. And I am drinking. Uh, we also had some uh, snow today. Similarly, not much accumulation, but it was pleasant to look at. I am drinking a Galaxy Hero uh, IPA from Revolution Brewing in Chicago. So uh, to kick off our technology conversation, uh, do either of you use a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? And uh, if not, do you make frequent use of um, Siri or you know Google Voice, something like that? What do you guys use, Shannon? So I haven't, we don't have a device at, at home. Um, and I do, so I have a, an iPhone, I have an Apple with, you know, BB-8 and, and um, R2-D2 on the back. Ooh, that's and, nice. Um, but, uh, I don't really use Siri. I, I don't, if, if anything, it'll be, um, actually I love it. My favorite is my sister uses, cause you can do Hey Siri, which I actually have turned off. So mine won't click on. Um, to find her phone, like when it's stuck in her purse <laughs> or something like, she'll be like, Hey Siri. And she'd be like, Doo -doo. And she's like, Oh, that's where my phone is. Um, let's just admit Siri doesn't work properly. So I think that's why a lot of people don't use it. Shots fired. I'm an Amazon guy uh, and Google guy. So Android, Android, Google. Android okay. Guy. 
maybe every once in a while I'll push it and like, hey, text, whatever, call Derek. You know, like I may do that if I'm driving or something like that. Yeah. So for a while, I avoided bringing in a smart speaker into the home. I think mostly for privacy concerns. I was going to say, is that a thing? But then I realized that Google pretty much knows everything about me anyways. They've pretty much been listening through my smartphone anyways. Uh, so why not jump in? And, and, and for me, when I jump in, I go whole hog. So we currently have four Google Home. What? Wow. Right. I, got, I, got, I got one in the kitchen. <laughs> I got one in the living room. And it's actually a third-party extension. Nice. It's a better sound than Sony speaker. I've got uh, I've got a mini in my bedroom, and Joy's got a mini in her. Whoa, dude! Bedroom. Lots of information there. Four, four, <laughs> four of them. Four. So now, why did you choose the Google Home versus the Echo? Because I've heard pretty good things about uh, who's the who's the voice on Echo? Uh, Alexa. Alexa. Um, couple couple reasons. Um, so Google. Um, especially when it comes to like things like the Android system and so on, they're usually late to the party, but when they get to the party, they take over the party. Um, uh, Google Home uh, and the Google Assistant made some real huge technological leaps in terms of integration of other things and, and better working devices. They have a deeper search, I think, parameters uh, or results because it's Google and, and, um, uh, Alexa or Amazon, when we talk about music, only links to the Amazon music program, which mm-hmm. is very limited, whereas Google... Unless you have Amazon Unlimited. There you go. you have to pay for. But with Google Home, I get their play music integration, Spotify, like there's much, there's a much wider range of things. I also have a few smart switches in the home so I can control some lights. Uh, oh, not in this room currently, but um, but yeah, we we, we played around yeah. a few of those. Now, Brian, do you have one? Do you have any? Uh, we do not. We haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I could see it happening, but hasn't happened yet. So, Ogan, what do yep. you use it for besides music? Um, I'm uh, just curious, like so, so discovering like trivia. So like when we were watching the Grammys Sunday night, you know, and we had questions about things, you know, we'd, we'd ask, uh, just sitting there in the living room. Um, I um, I integrated with. Are you guys familiar with if this then that that whole uh, yep. the, the the app that loves you? right? So like things like, you know, when it's sunset, it'll turn on lights automatically, stuff like that. Um, okay. It's really fun to be walking out of the kitchen with my hands full of plates and cups and so on and tell Google to turn off the kitchen light. Um, it, and it actually, because I have all the speakers now, it actually provides a pretty low cost um, total home audio system because I can play the same music through all the devices at the same time. Um, yeah. And usually you got to pay out your nose for something like a Sonos system or something, but, but yeah. I think I would like that for the summer. Like we do a lot of outside, but you know, kitchen's inside, you're outside. I would like that to be connected without having to install multi-speakers. So what's, what's really fun is when I wake up in the morning, I actually tell my smart speaker, good morning. I'll say, Hey Google, good morning. It'll say, good morning, Ogan. It'll give me my weather forecast. Um, for the day, it'll tell me like the first four or five appointments I have on my calendar and it'll launch straight into news and give me some news headlines. So See, you it, didn't say that a few episodes ago when yeah. you're like, Here's my morning routine. This is part you of the ritual. Like, well, this is, this I is, fell in love with my right, Google so, thing and now so she talks to I, me. I don't do it every morning, <laughs> first of all. So I would not call it a routine. And so it's interesting. Speaking of speaking of that, like you I can dream change, of her every night. You can change the voice on it, Ooh. right? So there's a female voice and a male voice, and I actually preferred the male voice. But Joy was like, "No, that's a little creepy. Let's go back to the female." <laughs> which wow, which I could understand. <laughs> a little creepy. So, so yeah. Huh. Um, so it's 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 been. You were whispering. Do you lay her on the pillow each morning and? whisper in her like good morning darling how are you 
you know, the way they actually have designed <laughs> the mini, that, that like cloth cover is actually nice and smooth. To, um, <laughs> I get the feeling that's, that's going to make the pre-show end. <laughs> <Not> right there. <laughs> Just, just, it's so soft and silky. It's so round. And... Get your own pillow. Um, so here's a question. When you're watch, let's say you're watching the Grammys, you gave that as an example, and you have a question for the smart speaker, how does it not like just pick up what the TV is saying and just go like berserk or be so, giving you all but you know a lot okay. of stuff? So you have to say the hot words, which are, you know, or the keywords like, hey, oh, Google. Or the hot okay, words. Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With Amazon. Yeah. That's only when it's on the pillow or the hot Exactly. <laughs> it's the pillow talk. <laughs> With Amazon's device, you have to say Alexa. So, so it listens for the keyword. I got gotcha. you. Which means it's always listening, you know. Aren't there like some, some commercials like we're picking up on yes. this? Yes. And we're like, hey, Google. And it would like make people's things go I off. think it was a pizza commercial. Yeah. Or Burger King or something. Burger King came to my yeah. mind, but I wasn't for sure. And that happened the other day. Somebody on an interview uh, on some talk show was talking about these devices. And it said you had to say the keyword. So they mentioned the keyword. And then my device picked that up. And, Ooh, so and then it was... And then it was like, I don't understand what you're trying to ask me. <laughs> can you like, hey, Google, I want to listen to pub theology. Yes, I can say, hey, Google, play the latest episode. All right, I'm for them. That changed Boom, my there mind. It is. Yes, <laughs> listeners, your yeah. smart speakers just got smarter. So, so honestly, at this point right now, it's, it's not an essential device. It's just a convenient device pretty much for yeah. laziness. So like, you know, I can walk in, if I'm walking in the house, I can say, hey, Google, turn on the living room lights and play the latest episode of Pub Theology podcast. And, you know, while I'm taking my boots and shoes off, it's doing all that. So cooking dinner or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I'm my neighbor has it where they got the thermostat, they got the lights. They yes, got like I got the, I got the Nest thermostat. Yeah, too. They got it all. They did all that. And the, the camera, the um, yeah. doorbell thing, you know. So the creepy thing the creepy thing is of course there's always you know somebody in Google headquarters has Oh they got all that on you and they're watching and there's a whole thing now about about uh you know like the NSA has access to all this stuff or Of Canada course all this stuff too so. Which wasn't a problem a couple of years ago but now makes me pause <laughs> Why? What are you doing, Shannon? What are you doing now? No, she's because saying given the administration. She's saying given who's in charge. Yeah. Oh, I thought she meant you know she was doing stuff she didn't want people to see now. Well, I am a married woman again. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Boom. So it's a smart speaker, but you is it the speaker that ties into all these other like the lights and the thermostat or how are you connecting well, it's, all those it's, things? It's the software, the Google assistant software that you have on your phone. So that, you know, Apple's got Siri, Google's got Google assistant. It's it's so the speaker really just activates that software and that software is connected. Okay. Right. So let's say I didn't want to say turn on the lights. I just wanted to use my phone as a remote to turn on the lights or adjust the temperature. Could I do that without saying anything? Yes, you oh, can. Nice. Like you were a burglar sneaking in the house. So, like for example, when we travel, you know, we got the the Nest thermostat, which you can you can access remotely. And oh my word! When we go travel, yeah. you know, like during winter, we you know we turn the heat down, save some energy, and so on. And the airport. And then when you hit the ground on the airport, you can right. turn the heat back up. Turn so the thing on. Minutes. Come home to a warm house. Yeah, my that's word, cool. that's super cool. My word. Oh my gosh, are you my grandma? My word. <laughs> <laughs> my lands <laughs> I got the vapors yeah. well so I do think it brings up a good point though of like what technology is you know like you said right, right now it's still kind of fun a little bit practical but like technology is moving us like yeah. that's good stewardship right turning off the lights and you don't have a hand to do it that's good stewardship to turn down your heat you know, I think it's it's a lot of technology is creating solutions for problems we really didn't have in the first place. I mean, I'll be honest. I had no problem turning off turning the lights. light off myself sure. or turning TV on or just in thermostat or coming home to cool house and waiting 20 minutes for it to warm up. It wasn't an issue before. You know, and part of and part of the hesitation also with jumping in was the expense because by the time you yeah. buy a co couple of devices and a couple of smart switches and all that and linking everything up, you know, you're a few you're a few hundred dollars in, 
And if I had not spent any of that, would my life be any more difficult right now? Not by any real measurable amount, you know, so. Yeah, but you're helping the economy and that makes America great again. So you have to think about the big picture. <laughs> Aren't those okay. made in China? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, along these lines of the smart speaker, uh, this story uh, came along. Uh, Ogan, you sent us, you sent this our way where uh, the Google smart speaker home couldn't answer the question, who is Jesus Christ? But it could provide answers to who is Buddha or who is Muhammad. Um, but now apparently they've adjust, they've tweaked that because I got some feedback. Now, if you ask who Jesus is, it will say religion can be complicated and I'm still learning. Like what was going on there? Um, so the whole issue is when you ask for, when you ask Google or ask Siri something, it basically goes to the internet and, you know, it'll go to Wikipedia, it'll go to websites, it'll pull up the information that you would get, like if you sat and typed it on your computer. So then the question becomes, where is it getting the information from? And I think in order to try to prevent, like, you know, it pulling information from the most popular website that talks about Jesus, which could be evangelical or it could be new thought or it could be, you know, somewhere all over the place, you know, Google's response was, well, since we can't really specify which version of who is Jesus is going to show up, we rather don't do any. But I think because they may have been less controversy or, or division about who Buddha was or who Muhammad was, that was popping up as well. So, of course, the Christians get all pissed off about this. So right. now Google... Wait, wait. Will... let's... Some... Sorry, the Christian. evangelicals, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, some. Not all... Um, not all Christians. Some Christians got a little bit upset about that. So now when you ask Google who is, you know, fill in the blank for any like major religious figurehead, I think the response is, you know, religion is complicated. I'm, in fact, let me, let me do it right now. Here we go. I did this. So for you watching the video, uh, go watch the video. I did a bunch of these earlier, but let's see. Who is Jesus? Religion can be complicated and I'm still learning. So that's the answer. So it'll say this now for Jesus, for Buddha, for Muhammad. And interestingly enough, um, I was sitting here with my daughter earlier and we were talking about this. She's 17 and we did a little bit of deep dive because she started throwing out some Bible characters. So I asked it who was Moses and I got that same answer. answer. But when I asked it who was David, it told me, according to Wikipedia in the Hebrew Bible, David was the king of Israel, and it goes through this whole thing. How about who was Adam? Why don't you try that a little All right, let's, let's, let's try that. Who is Adam? According to Wikipedia, Adam Warlock. Originally okay. Yeah, that's, no, 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 no. <laughs> Adam Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know what that is. I, I, it's a comic book character. All right. Let's, let's, let's try. Well, oh, that's interesting, though, but that's based on, like, your, your, like, Google history, your search. Oh, writing. how about who is Kane? So, so, uh, <laughs> who is Kane? Let's, let's try that one. Who is Kane? <laughs> Oh, it changed it to Kane with a K. Professional wrestler. All right, you put him back, All right. He wrestled his brother, uh, wrestled the air right out. Not totally wrong. So so, um, examples of biblical characters that it said religion is complicated, still learning, was Moses and Abraham. However, when I asked it who like David and Daniel were, it gave me answers based on on the Bible. Hmm. So it, it's, it's like there doesn't seem to be any real consistency around which characters it leaves in and leaves out where it draws that line between, is this like a figurehead of religious character? So we're going to, you know, we're going to pass the buck or we're going to send you to a Wikipedia page about it. So it's, it's really bizarre. So what does Siri say? Did you, did, do we know? Does it say the same thing? I don't got Apple products in my Hold head. On. They're not allowed. Siri, who is Jesus? All right, here's what I got. She came up with, uh, can you read that? She Jesus came up with Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, and it's, it's under the knowledge, right? So that's what Siri is, knowledge. Um, yeah, so why don't you read a line, yeah. So Jesus, also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth, and Jesus Christ was the Jewish preacher and religious leader. He is the central figure of Christianity. It's, nice. it's from the Wikipedia page. 
I, I chalk hard. one up to Siri there. I just have to say <laughs> that's better than it's complicated. Yeah. So yeah, the wiki wiki says you know place of birth Nazareth. Hmm. Oh, does it? It does. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Place of death Calvary. <laughs> Parents Mary Joseph. Wow. Field of work carpentry. So find yeah. the movie Jesus. I can find. But, but are those all true though? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, religion oh. actually is complicated. Let's all right. No. Yes, it is. Point to Google. Yes, <laughs> Point it is. Point to Google. But I appreciate the fact that it actually pulled, you know, like, right? If right. we're going to pull up information, yes. pull it up. Although There's... I'm really surprised. There are several people in my contacts named Jesus. So I'm really surprised Siri didn't ask me which, which exactly. Jesus I wanted to talk to or whatever, you know. Now, now the interesting thing is if I, I just typed in, in you know my chrome browser who is jesus and of course there's gazillion websites coming up articles the 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 the, the most top story news articles is a, what we're discussing right now and google won't tell you so it's weird that it won't make that like you know summary definition but we'll do you think they're pandering it. do you think google's pandering to the religious right at that with by doing that just a question by 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 not by by not pull, I mean, by not, are, like, I guess I'm wondering, like, what's the point of not pulling up a Wikipedia article or a Why? whatever pops up first? I right? think if they were pandering to the religious right, it would say Jesus yeah. Christ is the son of God, uh, you know, second changing, person of the Trinity, blah, so, blah, blah. So by changing you know, Buddha and Mohammed to that too, that feels like. So their official response. Response, the quote here was this wasn't out of disrespect but to ensure respect some assistant replies come from the web it might not reply in cases where web content is more vulnerable to vandalism and spam and sp they don't want to give any spam jesus answers. <laughs> exactly no spam jesus show title i want a meme um, i want a spam jesus meme i want it right now what listener can do that so maybe so I, Oh, go ahead. Don't You'll think. win three free bottles of wine just pay shipping and. I, I I I will I will come down on Google for this. This is a I think this is an ineffective response. I don't yeah. think this yeah. is helping anything. I think it's making it worse because somebody uh, objected. You pull the others. I wouldn't pull the others. I would I would add the Jesus thing. You know. Well, right. Like what? Again, I'm sorry. Like why not just pull up whatever article I, or you know. tell it to pull up a. Yeah. An, an encyclopedia, whether it's Wikipedia or not, right. arguments are, but pull up an encyclopedic article. Here's a list of websites you could you go could to. Look at. I mean, that's that's what these things do regularly. Right. Why change it? For I don't know. That's, that's my like. Maybe they're pandering. They're yeah. making nobody happy here. You know, I think it is. I think I think Brian might have a point because if Google's not going to tell me who Jesus is, I might actually have to go to church to find out. Have right. Ooh. There you go. So that maybe segue. That segues yeah. us, I think, into this just sort of uh, discussion about the general impact of technology on religion and faith. Uh, there are, of course, meditation apps, religion websites, uh, spiritual online meetups, um, podcasts, preachers on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what have you found that sort of augments uh, or adds to your faith life? And then we'll get into perhaps the other. So Ogan, you put your you put your talks, um, as you call them, or sermons or whatever, on the a weekly, right? You put yeah. them all up. Yes. How um, do you find that? I, I guess this is my question about it. Like I put some up on our website for people to peruse, mm -hmm. but I don't put all of them because I feel like I'm preaching to a specific community. Right. Right. And um, that there's some nuance there. And there really is something about being in the whole worship service. Yeah. Sure. And that kind of thing that, that some of them are standalone. You know, Easter is a good one to always kind of put up. It, you, right. you understand the context. It's, so it's a, it's a mixed bag. Um, for this specific church that I'm in right now, the history of the live stream was around people who maybe like left the community um, or I shouldn't say left, but like moved away, you know, they retired, they moved to Florida and they still want to stay connected. They still want to see the service. So the live stream really started as uh, as a service to them. And they, I mean, from where they were, they're sending in, you know, tithes and love offerings and still felt part of the community. Uh, so nice. when I jumped in, it was mostly just about that. 
but then I expanded it to make it more user friendly for the entire planet. Um, and, and so now it's still about that, but it's also about um, getting people into the building because sometimes a lot right. of people would say things like, you know, we saw you guys online, we moved to the area, we looked up, you know, churches or whatever and we visited websites we saw some talks and we saw what was happening here and this looked like a lot of fun so we showed up cool and, you know we, we we liked your talks um and again same thing people who might be traveling on any given weekend they want to want to stay connected and then there are also some people who live in other parts of the country who say you know this is my this is my church remotely i love the music mm-hmm. that's happening here i love your talks uh, you know, not not to throw any other churches under the bus, but this in my community, this is this isn't. We don't have anything like this in our community. And this is what I want to experience. I say it's a mixed bag because there are also some people who live locally who are like, yeah, I don't want to put clothes on today. I want to stay in my bed, <laughs> drink my coffee, and watch church with my. And family. you're like, I totally feel you. <laughs> you know, totally. I was like, if I can do that, I'd do it too. Yeah. Like, you're like, I have a microphone. Can we just <laughs> exactly? So, uh, so yeah. Now, so- seriously though, if you had severe weather ogan would you and you had to cancel service just because of road safety whatever would you consider doing like a little live stream from right at home yeah we've actually we've actually talked about that as a contingency plan nice um if sunday service gets canceled because of storm to for me to do you know a little 15 20 minute message and put it up there uh, for people to watch. Interestingly now, since we came up with that plan, we've not had to close on a Sunday. <laughs> so is that the current plan? I mean, is that what you would do? Yeah, uh, um, I, I, I think I would, if for no other reason also to, re- to remind people, like, you know, click the donate button, we could use your weekly offering. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of churches, it's like week to week. And if yeah. you Absolutely. miss that Sunday, you not, you're not balancing your numbers. Not paying the bills. At the end of the month, you're not you're not paying the bills, um, so that's that's a piece of it um, as well. But but in Unity churches, it's interesting because Unity churches are, and this may be churches in general, but Unity churches, especially the congregants tend to skew a little bit older. So the average Unity congregant is a woman in her like late fifties to mid sixties. Um, and it's fascinating to, we had the experience of when I showed up doing a lot more things online and printing a lot less stuff. Like when I showed up the bulletin, I kid you not, sometimes it was like eight to 10 pages deep of, 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 you know, notices and events that was happening. And, and I'm like, you know, and, and they were also, and the green team was pushing for green certification of our church. I'm like, we're not going to get that if we are like (laughs) printing little novellas every Sunday. (laughs) You know, so I moved a lot of stuff online and, and some of our older congregants were not happy with that because they're like, you know, we barely, we, all we do is make calls on our smartphone and we're not looking at our computers. Face what? You know, like, so, so it's been. The face been Twitters. What? What's that? The, the face Twitters. <laughs> exactly. But I think we've got to a place where we find that happy middle of still putting everything online still doing a little bit of physical printing now we got like a trifold with at worst one or two extra pieces of paper in it um so 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 i think the technology has helped us get the word out um, as well as give people access to us and feel connected to us when they're not there it helps get people in the door like i said um see i'm getting to the point where like even our website feels like an outdated tool right like we've mostly like the the website at this point for for us and part of that is you know the people that like we keep it current but it's kind of the static page and it's like come over to the facebook page if you want right. to know what's happening right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, true. but i so i worried like this last sunday i did not record my sermon because i talked about something kind of very personal and i just wasn't comfortable right like it wasn't it was like if you're in the room there's a vulnerability and a trust in the room and and i i kind of wish even now i kind of wish i had recorded it but going in i was like i want to be able to talk about this freely without having the fear now again like with what i do it's not live stream so i could Mm -hmm. record it 
choose not to put it out there. Right. But I didn't even really even want that in my head of like, of like, does it for me, like the, the, the aliveness of the moment, um, yeah. you know, and there's something with the freedom of knowing it's not being recorded that whatever's coming out right now. Now I'm a person that doesn't really, I do a lot of like research and occasionally have an outline, but like, don't use a manuscript. So, right. you know, whatever comes out, <laughs> kind of comes out. Yep. And everybody who's like, knows me is like, Oh yeah, I can say that about her. Um, <laughs> but I, I usually do record it um, because my, you know, my husband works at a church on Sunday morning, like an hour away. And although he enjoys their worship service and their church, he's not their preacher. So he doesn't preach, but he listens to my sermon on the way home from church. Cause that was one of the things that he said when he got another job that like, I miss your preaching. Right. Um, and, and I, I do feel like it's a good evangelism tool. Um, I love people's podcast. I love podcasts about religion, you know, as long as they're, my type of religion because religion is complicated <laughs> exactly and i'm still learning and right still learning. And, and even when i say like my type of religion right i don't even mean like progressive christianity like um mindfulness apps are some of my favorite right. apps um yeah. there's a uh catholic like praying the office um so like now i don't get up at three o'clock in the four o'clock in the morning but like you know, it reminds me like 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m. Like the, the, so for those that don't know, the office is like a particular prayer at a certain time of the day. Um, and like, it'll remind you of doing that. Or there are um, ones where your phones will chime, you know, just to remind you to pause and breathe, right? Meditation apps that do yep. that. Um, so Headspace is one of my favorites, which is a meditation app. Yes. Um, have you all used Headspace? Yep. Uh, I, my, my, my girlfriend uses that religiously pun intended. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> loves that space. Um, I've used other meditation apps. Yeah. It's a pay app, but it's like, use the other ones that are free. Right. Sure. <laughs> but the guy has, um, you know, it's very relaxed. It's very, um, yeah. this isn't really religion. I really like if you guys don't, um, the, the guy that wrote the book 10% happier, he has a, um, he has a podcast that's really good too, like a 10% happier podcast. And he interviews people. And he, it was like finding meditation was going to solve all his problems. And he was like, you know what? It makes life a little easier. It makes me 10% happier. And like, it's a good book too. I recommend it. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. I have the exact opposite thing from you, Shannon, whereby when I, if I share something like really deeply personal, Mm-hmm. I want to make sure more people see it. So I'm like, mm. I'm like sharing it on Facebook. I'm <laughs> retweeting the link to the YouTube video, which I don't usually do. <laughs> Sunday talks. I'm like, yeah, watch this talk in which I spill my guts about blah, 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 blah. Um, but, but I think it's, I, I, I think technology, no matter whether it's in the religious context or whatever context we put it in, it's a tool and tools are as, are as, important or as valuable as we make them and how we use them. They're not the answer, but right. they, they help us, you know, I guess curate maybe what we're looking for and, and help support us. I think uh, these uh, technology has really, really been, I would say helpful for the introverts like myself, believe it or not, I'm an introvert that allows us to connect and access these things without the pain of having to be with other people. Um, you know, and it ha- if it hadn't been for technology, I would not have found you guys. I would not have found Brian and Pub Theology when I lived in D.C. You know, I would not have stayed connected to other people that told me about Unco, where I met, you know, uh, Derek and, and Shannon. And so it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tool. How, how are you going to use it? Right. You know, to bring us full circle to these home devices, they're, they're tools. How are we going to use them? And if we realize we don't need them, don't feel the pressure to go out and get them. And I think a lot of tech companies um, have, have lost my trust because there seems like this implicit pressure of you have to, or explicit, you have to have these devices. You know, the new cell phone is coming up this year. You have to have it. And for many years, I was like an alpha consumer. 
you know, right. the, the latest phone that came out replacing the phone every year, it was a thing. And I'm like, no, I don't. Well, but if you replace your phone, it was free. Now it's $800. Like, <laughs> yeah, it used like, to be all subsidized. Right. So yeah. Brian, what about you? Do you record stuff? Do you put it out? Do you put yourself out there like that? Uh, yeah, we audio record all our messages and I put them up, but we don't video it. Um, but we maybe should. I don't know. You know, I mean, I tend to tune in more to just audio stuff when it comes to consuming uh, content I'm interested in, whether it's a sermon or a message or a podcast or whatever. I don't sit around and watch too many YouTube videos. But I think, like Ogan said, it gives people the visual of the space. And I think that's the upside is that sometimes people are um, a little nervous to walk into a new space, particularly a church they don't know. And so if they even have that little bit of visual, I think that can lower the, the tension and make it feel like they're in the room with you. So for that reason, I might like us to, at some point over this year, switch to doing video and audio. But anyway, we do put the audio up um, and people can find that on our website or on SoundCloud or you know stuff like that. And I think if you went video, you might join some more people because they can look at the video and go, you know, hey, that, that pastor was kind of cute. <laughs> go check him out. I'm not sure that's what would happen, Ogan, but. I, I think it would, man. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. You've got the curly waves going on. And- Though I will say we meet in an arts council and it, there's often different art on the walls. And there was a new exhibit this week in which there was some very subjective very suggestive art on the walls and, you know, not always family friendly in terms of, you know, but <laughs> it's really interesting. Like shroud the, <laughs> shroud the art. I mean, there's like women, par- you know, partially revealed, partially covered. And, you know, there's also like poke the patriarchy. So it's hard to know what exactly mm. is happening in the exhibit. You know? Well, the running, the running joke in my church is um, a few years ago, uh, we have, we have quite a few like amazing talent artists. Um, our community and, and I just don't mean like you know the congregants who like the paint I mean like professional artists who you know got puts all of the you know the state country stuff like that um, and a few years uh, before I showed up um, one of them did a series on in unity we have this concept called the 12 powers really you know 12, 12 like godlike abilities faculties you know faith love um, strength, some other things. Anyways, she did this whole series on these 12 powers and, and we're talking, I mean, these paintings are like, I, I don't know, like four feet by three feet. I mean, they're, they're, they're huge, uh, you know, kind of paintings. They're hanging in the walls all over the building. There's about six of them in the sanctuary and, and a lot of them, a lot of them, I, you know, and I wasn't the one who first noticed this. People brought it to my attention when they said, we might want to talk sometime about replacing these paintings because a lot of them they basically look like vaginas Mm, lovely yeah (laughs) and when they said that i looked at them and i was like oh that's all i can see now (laughs) there it is (laughs) all i can see right now yeah i've been staring at powerpoints for a little while and uh i just started to see all of these yeah yeah there it is so what about some drawbacks to technology um somebody at our local pub theology just last night said that she struggles to show up physically in church for you know having gone through some things she says i now i just kind of sit at home and listen to a podcast and don't risk getting hurt is how she put it Mm -hmm. right yeah and and i well i yeah i mean again for me religion and community you know the whole communal aspect to this right and even in sermon there's dialogue right not maybe not it's a it's a two-way conversation whether or not the other party is speaking right right and um i I find this i was going to say like we can't talk about religion and technology without bringing up the harm of so not just fake news politically right but the harm of that bad theology Uh has perpetuated throughout social media and technology so even the the televangelists of the 70s and 80s right the 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 masses that they reached with this terrible um theology hey hey, don't say nothing bad against jimmy swaggart okay he's still my guy i'm kidding i'm whoa (laughs) oh ogan wow buddy sorry sorry (laughs) childhood flashbacks 
<laughs> I mean, you know, the crystal cathedrals and the, you know, the, um, yeah, just, just this, I mean, and I have, I have shut-ins, right? Or, or, or I hate, we don't call them that anymore. We call them homebound, right? Right. That are at home and they're like, I just turn on my, you know, my TV church and I'm, I'm good. And I'm like, you know, yeah, like, you have a reaction. Exactly. I have a reaction. And actually that's my motivation for like, well, maybe I should record these sermons and bring them to you so that you can, mm-hmm. you know, hear a different word than now they oftentimes, right. The, the appeal is music. They hear the hymns, they have the words come up, they get to sing along with it. That's yeah. what it is, you know? Um, but and that, I think you're making a really good point as, as to why I, you know, why I do this is to give people access mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to label it good theology, but, but the theology that supports where they are. Great time to plug our new sponsor, New Thought Channel. Right. Uh, because when you go there, for those who subscribe to the, the New Thought Christian philosophy, you have unity ministers like myself, you have uh, centers for spiritual living, you got, I mean, you have a whole gamut of, of speakers so that on a Sunday morning, if you're home, and you want to hear something that supports um, your your theological viewpoint, you have access to it. And I think that's a good thing for technology. Now, again, the flip side is, yeah, are you not getting out there and interacting with people and stuff like that? But I don't have as much a problem with that because for me is um, if, if, if you're at least engaging in something that's causing you to think deeper and perhaps be a little bit more of a spiritually principled person. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I remember a lot of churches, you know, mainstream evangelical otherwise were, uh, were kind of like saying when, when Oprah started on her spiritual bank, right. you know, she's taking our people cause now they don't show up to church. They're going to just, you know, go to the church of Oprah on, on TV and hallelujah. And the Eckhart Tolle's were rolling out and the Gary Zukovs right. and all these guys who were doing what, what I affectionately calls, uh, you know, secular spirituality. Um, but then I asked myself, are, but wait, are, weren't people better off for listening to these guys and changing their mindset about the world and themselves, changing how they interact with people, being more mindful, being more kind, being more generous? And isn't that better for all of us in the long run? So should I be upset with that? Well, I mean, absolutely. And there was a, this popped into my head this week. um, I was tagged in a comment section of a post. It was somebody I didn't know. And the post on Facebook was, she said, uh, this woman said, my goal for 2018 was to, to read more female theologians. So does anybody have book recommendations? And I'm from um, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky, where the big Bowling Green massacre conversation <laughs> happened. <laughs> yes, um, I remember anyway, that. But I so I grew up in this small town in Kentucky, and a lot of people that I'm still connected with are from a very small mindset in Kentucky, in the mo- one of the most conservative states in the country, right? And so people that share more of my progressive view of Christianity will tag me like. Shannon, can you help this person, you know? And, and so I, I got tagged by a former English professor of mine, actually, or an English teacher in high school. And she's like, Shannon, can you give some recommendations? I was like, absolutely. But before I did, I scrolled up to see like who else had been recommended, right? Just so I didn't do a lot of repeating. And they were great, right? Nadia Boltz-Weber's, her books, you know, um, and, and all of, and, and, um, Julian of Norwich and, and the cloud of a no, like a lot of older mystics were tagged. Yeah. And there was this guy, it was the second comment of the thread. And by the way, mostly women were posting on this. The second comment of the thread was from a male who said, um, well, there can't be that many of them. So what? Luck and I responded with just you really should expand your horizon here like there are a lot of female theologians both ancient and modern ancient and new and new so i so i you know and then i commented on my you know english teacher's post and or you know comment replied to her and said here are all these great female theologian you know 
here's both academic theology and current, you know, um, you know, Carol Howard Merritt's Healing Spiritual Wounds and Diana Butler Bass and her new book, The Grateful and, you know, but also like uh, Will, Will Gaffrey, Gaffney and her um, mm, yes. midrash, womanist midrash stuff. Yes. And, and I was like, just whatever your floats your boat, here's a bunch of options, you know, and all this stuff. Um, and I just thought, God, are we still there? Right? Like I get stuck in my mindset sometimes that people, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I'm as a female minister, I'm very, very well aware that there are many people in the world that do not agree that I should be able to be a minister, but I just, for the denial of those don't even exist still shocks me and it shouldn't, it really shouldn't, but it right. still shocks me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Those don't even exist. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and I mean, like we're leprechauns. I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> you know, 50 years ago, right. Uh, both a different age in the church and technologically different. Today, we live in the internet age. You, even if you live in a conservative community, you can't have your head in the ground, can you? That's what surprises me, right? I mean, that, that with the can. internet, with technology, there's the access to all of this. That's what surprises but, me. But, uh, but again, it's only a tool. So right. if your mindset is there aren't a lot out there, yep. why are you going to go search? To You're see not going to go look, yep. <laughs> well, or you'll find ways Google. to dismiss and algorithms and Google and everything. What I'm, what I'm not liking about these algorithms is you're, you're showing me only what you think I want to see. Right. And I'm a person who wants to see the thing I haven't thought of yet. Well, let's be clear. The algorithms are designed to get them more money. It's all, it's still all about the money in the bottom line. And let's, let's reinforce the stuff you want to see and you buy more. I mean, right. It's still mostly down to that. But I want to, um, as we get close to the end, I do want to bring us a, a little full circle to to the very first thing Brian asked in his introducing what we're going to talk about today, which was technology, can it save us? Ooh. So the question I would Ooh. ask, Brian, is when you said save us, what were you thinking? Like, save us <laughs> from what? Or from who? Or like, what? it was just an interesting phraseology there well i think when i when i ask it that way i you kind of think can technology bring us to a place of of human flourishing that some of us who are christians might term the kingdom of god or where we love our neighbors as ourselves where there's enough to eat for all where people are treated with respect equally um can technology help facilitate that or be even the the main vehicle to bring us to a greater place of human community and flourishing. Also, can we download our consciousnesses um, after we die just in case like a backup plan that heaven's, you know, full <laughs> or not there? By the way, by the way, last chapter of my book, Rants of Revelations, read about it. It was, it was, you know what, the people who bought my book, especially unity people, they loved everything about my book, except that last chapter where oh. I went down the rabbit hole about downloaded consciousness. Did you transhumanism? Well, what I said was when I, what I actually said was we, we won't need God after that. Cause we basically will become immortal. God is <laughs> gonna die. I think I've seen and, this movie. And then really what <laughs> church becomes is a celebration of human spirituality. Cause you know, we'll be all be, you know, downloaded into either other human beings forms or, or droids or whatever, you know, and people lost their minds about this. Like, how could you say we won't need God? Like, God, and it's like, take a breath, folk. <laughs> right. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm saying. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> because, because we, our, our, our view and, and desire for spiritual meaning and God and all that is, is intricately tied with our mortality. Like, you, you can't really separate the two. But if you could, what would happen then, right? So there was bare, it was just me speculating, like one path that we might go down, and people just people just lost their minds. But to answer your Brian, your question, Brian, um, I don't think technology in in of itself can be until until we get true AI, because as long as humans are in charge, we're gonna find some way to mess it up. It's just our nature. We will find some way to mess up. And again, the technology just being a tool. And when we develop true 
sentient artificial intelligence, we might something else might come out. Of course, the doomsday scenario is going to say the opposite of saving happens at that point. And it tries to get rid of all of us. Shout out to Terminator. But um, uh, I don't believe that'll happen either. I mean, I, 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 for me, this just brings up that I, I, I hate to keep going back to this, right? So, um, what changes with i'm trying to think so so to not to get all calvinist on us right but like there's the word (laughs) there's the word of god and there's the heard word right so there's the physical like words on the page there's the hearing of it and there's the spirit in between those two things right there's i thought you were gonna say there's the word and the herd who needs the word Okay, well, sorry. The word, what's the, is it Pee Wee Herman? Like something? No, the word of the. Well, I mean, I think Cal, didn't Calvin say the, the preached word of God is the yes, word of God? Right? It is the word of God, right? Yes. So, like, um, so I had, you know, walking down the hallway, right? Like one of my kids drops their Bible and they're like, oh, Pastor Shannon, I'm so sorry. I said, why? It's a book. You just dropped a book, right? Yeah. Like the word of God is heard in speaking and in and in reading even even if it's silent you know and all of this but like when we um boil that right that here's the technology problem that 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 is ex- an experienced word now experience doesn't always have to be the three of us are not physically in the same space right now right. technology brings us together and ex- yep. have a shared experience together that is wonderful I can listen to Ogan's one of Ogan's talks on the New Thought Channel, and I can I can experience it in my own you know way. But but the engagement of the process that I I don't want to lose the engagement, right? Yeah, right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with reading, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just real quickly because it's on our questions, and and we're almost out of time, but. Um, to you know, look at like that Jerry Falwell Jr. quote. Um, yeah. We'll put this up on if if we it's not already on the pub theology page. You know, Jerry Falwell basically Jr. basically tweeted it out like Jesus said, "Love your neighbor," but <laughs> and then like justified empire and justified everything Jesus was against. Oh my goodness. Um, by the way, if you were in worship service on my church on Sunday in the call to confession, um, I don't know that anybody caught it, but the call to confession is, exp- um, I, I, I can never say this word, expertain, exp- like, I just say it, words come out of my mouth. Yeah. Unlike this moment. Thank you. That oh. word. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and then the confession's written. <laughs> and I said, you know, friends, we all fall short because Jesus called us to love our neighbor as ourselves without if and or but. And (laughs) I totally got my dick because I was like, I just have to say something about this without saying something. Right. And there's no but there. Right. There's Mm -hmm. how we do that is the experience, how we grow in that is the experience. Like uh, that's the spirit of God working in through us. He's experiencing something i don't know what's going on there right like there's like there's both and he used technology we know what's going on with we know what's going on there and he used tech like that to me was like you used your position and your millions of followers to abuse your power as a pastor and like i'm not okay with that i'm not okay one i'm not okay with your stance on this if something that you're believing politically is different than your faith, then leave your faith out of it. And you want to speak politically, that's your right as a human being and as an American citizen. But yeah. don't pull, you know, pull Jesus into justifying your your empire when use Jesus to justify the things that Jesus can be used for, right? Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, nobody like, F's with the Jesus is what you're trying right. to say. Right. <laughs> don't mess with my personal Jesus. <laughs> it's not okay. And, 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 you know, talk about bad theology, the fact that he didn't say turn the other cheek explicitly to a Roman soldier meant he wasn't speaking to all of us. No, no, no. <laughs> I just, you like, guys, if you haven't dude. read this quote, you're going to just throw things. You're it's gonna so dense. Things. It's so gross. And, and again, this goes back to technology again, just being a tool, neutral, how we use it is yes. entirely up to us. And we can't ever seem to always be on the same page uh, kind of about that and, and, and what's up there. I mean, when you have 
you know, anything from sharing of misinformation to like editing videos to put people's heads and faces in other people's bodies. And, and I mean, it's just a proliferation of, of good, bad and everything in between. So that's why I think it's, 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 upon, it's incumbent upon each of us to, you know, triple quadruple quintuple quintuple. Is that a word? Quintuple Quint- comes after fourth, you know, a no, whole bunch of times double check or sources about a thing and, and, and view and view different sources and, and double check, talk to our ministers. I read this about the thing, like, you know, at one point, you, uh, I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, I made reference to the Babylon Bee last week um, in that, that spoof headline about, uh, about Jim Baker saying yes, Trump yeah. was sharing the word of Jesus to the porn star. There was some other Babylon Bee headline that started to go around the internet with and somebody apparently didn't people didn't realize it was a spoof uh um website like the onion and people started to think it was real and people were losing their ever-loving minds missing the fact that look this is a religious spoof website right (laughs) you you know so it's the technology and the information also is only as good as the people who receive it and well and 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 scary yeah, another friend got, you know, very actively unfriended, right? So the person went off on them for calling them out on a fake news article, right? Like they, yeah. this person had posted it and they very kindly said, you know, that, by the way, that's not real. Like here's Snopes, here's whatever, you know, or, and, and they were like, how dare you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, right. and that's, that's even more heightened when it's religious. Right. Because it's and especially when your religious view is I have a I have a personal relationship with like they don't call it personal Jesus for nothing. Right. Like you have formed a very personal Jesus for you. And when you question that versus I want I've I've put something that's wrong up, not knowing that it was wrong. Right. Or from a very. Per, very certain perspective that gave a, a wrong thing and somebody who disagrees with me and I disagree with them politically said, sorry, that's not actually what happened. And I was like, Oh my gosh, very helpful. Thank you so much. Right. There's a way to do this. That's, that's good and can build community and connection. And then there's a way to just keep everybody who disagrees with you out. And, and it's trickier for religion because a lot of it, you know, is questionable facts. Did Jesus really walk in water right. and multiply? Who really is Jesus is a question <laughs> we're all asking. It's and complicated. It's complicated. And you know what? I really don't want Siri to answer that question for me. Thank you very much. Mm. Points for Google. They may be on the right <laughs> or track. <Google's- laughs> Or Wikipedia for that. Oh, my well, goodness. Well said. Any, boy, it sounded like you kind of were wrapping us up with some final words, but anything else you'd like to add as we move to a close here, friends? Hmm. Trust pub theology life. We only do. <laughs> <laughs> what you will learn, nobody knows anything. <laughs> you can trust us. Trust us. You can trust us. Pub theology. Grab a beer and... <laughs> Trust. Live. Get a drink. Trust us. <laughs> see, I can trust you on the fact that I can get a drink. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But, you know, I think your comment, uh, Ogan, um, was a good one that technology is sort of an often a neutral thing that we choose to use in ways that enhance, that increase, that help us grow or in ways that cut us off from community or keep us within a certain bubble. But the technology is there to allow us to grow, learn, expand, even find community uh, beyond what we might've found before. So, you know, if we can like anything, use it in a way to further the good, I think good things will happen. And this is all technology. I mean, when hammers were first created, you know, we're going to build something or we're going to bash somebody's skull in like, yeah, do the, the Bible is technology, right? The written word is technology. Exactly. We're going to build something with our... Binding it and getting it every, in everybody's hand is technology, right? Yeah. Build something with the Bible or bash somebody's head in. I mean, same. same. I am full of the love of <laughs> Being able to bottle or can beer, a very important technology. Yes. You know what I mean? Bottle, man. Not cans. I'm not a big can beer drinker. 
They're better for the, no, they're not better for the environment. Never mind. It warms up too fast. <laughs> I think bottles send it insulate it more. That's why you pour in a glass. That's why you use a koozie. A koozie. There Ooh, we go. Speaking of koozies. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Well, that's our episode, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. Please connect and spread the word on social media. Let your friends know about this awesome podcast you're listening to, which, of course, you can listen to uh, via SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes. Uh, If you want to find a conversation with some friends or locals yet to be friends, uh, go to pubtheology.com slash directory and check out what's happening uh, around there. Welcome to uh, Pub Theology Jersey Shore edition, uh, which is just getting just getting rolling in New Jersey and Tom's River. So welcome friends there. And if you don't find one near you, you'll find some resources to start your own. Thank you again to our sponsors, Wink Wine Club, who you'll find at trywink.com slash PT Live. And thank you to our new sponsor, the New Thought Channel, who you can find at newthoughtchannel.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. So, Shannon, earlier, um, when you uh, mentioned your English teacher, I thought you were about to um, break into an English accent. You said, uh, <laughs> read this thing from my English teacher, actually, and it was just quite uh, inspired me to... It was lovely. It was... <laughs> the smashing, darling, smashing. <laughs> you got to work on that English accent there, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at an English accent. That's what it must be Did one. not sound any different. All right, I got to run. All yeah. right, French. Been fun as always. Good stuff, guys. Uh, We'll see ya. See ya soon. Uh.